is It's Like This Everywhere. My name is Hasmin Dadis, and this is another really, really special episode. But before I get into that, I do want to give a quick disclaimer, similar to the disclaimers I gave to in the other episodes, but this show contains the opinions and stories and experiences of me and anyone I interview and all of those opinions and experiences are shared at the intersections that those people exist at, right? And so that means they're also subject to change. They're subject to transitions. You know, this entire show is about global experiences and experiences shape who we are and those experiences and personalities can change over time. But the person who I'm interviewing today has been a very close person to me for as long as I stayed in Kenya. Uh, actually, if you are a fan of mine and know where I come from, it means by default you are a fan of this man's work because his work is all over me, <laughs> right? He is who I consider to be the best tattooist in Kenya. Um, he goes by the Lolis Online, his real name, or at least what I call him is Mirugi. But he is just an icon of a man. And we're going to interview him a little bit about uh, his experiences tattooing in what the rest of the world would consider a developing nation. Uh, sometimes I feel weird about that, considering what the state of the U.S. is in right now. But his work is by no means uh, a developing nation standard. You know, when I walk around with his work on my skin, no one can tell that I got it in what they would consider to be a developing nation. Mirugi is just an incredibly talented man. Um, you're going to hear a little bit about how many years he's been tattooing, uh, how he got into it, you know, what drives him, and then also his opinions on what it means to be a tattooer in Kenya, um, and also his opinions on kind of the colorism and, and racism that exists in the tattoo world because it's not really talked about enough. And I think as a as I will post a photo of him, but as a, a darker gentleman, <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind me saying that, but as a darker gentleman tattooing, he has a great understanding of color and skin tone and what it really means to, to be a person of color who has tattoos and also be proud of those tattoos. Um, he learned from... Um, unfortunately, a man that passed, Sid, who was also a very well-known and well-respected tattooer in Kenya. Um, so I think that if, if Sid could be here right now, he'd be very proud of the legacy that he left behind for sure. So, Marugi, want to say hi to, to your fans? <laughs> hey, 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 guys, how are you? Uh, as the intro has been uh, well put, my name is Mirugi. Uh, I go by the Lulez on Instagram and a lot of my socials. Um, and yeah, I am a tattoo artist in based in Nairobi. Uh, and uh, yeah, hi, my friends and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> is this your first interview? I feel like it, it probably is. To be honest, it's uh, probably, I'd say my second. Mm. My second interview. I'm always nervous for them. Uh, this one notwithstanding, so um, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into the groove of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, the nerves are kicking in. It's the same way when uh, uh, just before I start uh, working on my clients, they just express how nervous they are before the session starts. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is more or less the same feeling. I'm on the receiving end of it today, 
<laughs> well, I promise uh, not to torture you as much as you torture me. So, <laughs> as much I will put you in as much pain as I am in when I'm with you. But it always comes out beautiful. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here. Right. Well, so um, first question I have is how how long have you been tattooing for? So I have been tattooing for 15 and a half years. Uh, consistently mm-hmm. and yeah it's been a, it's been a fantastic ride mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, learned so much in the last uh, 15 and a half years and there's still so much more that I'm yet to learn and incorporate in what mm-hmm. my style actually is mm-hmm. can you give a, a bit of background on how you started tattooing in Kenya because uh, I think anyone who knows kind of the tattoo culture, they know the idea of like uh, you got a it's not an internship, but you, you got an apprenticeship, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but now you see like schools popping up and and things like that. How do you become a, a tattoo artist in, in Kenya, where that's not mm-hmm. as easy? Yes. So since it's like I said, it's been fifteen years. Eh? So in the beginning. The, the tattooing culture in, in Nairobi was still like really super super young, mm-hmm. so you had to source for uh, a, a mentor who would even have the time to take you on, and those were so few and so far in between. And so my first mentor, and this was like Facebook era. For those of you who don't know, Facebook is a social platform. <laughs> That came before Instagram and everything else. So you had to go on Facebook and find, try and look for, you know, who is who's doing tattoos around me near the, the city, mm-hmm. and then reach out to them and hope that they will accept to to teach you the the the, the, the ropes, the skills of tattooing. So my first mentor at the time was Gavi the Mad Kid. I had approached uh, Body Shock mm-hmm. before, and uh, so I spoke to Sid, and Sid was like, "Nope, too young. I don't want to touch you. Get <laughs> out somewhere else." <laughs> so now, As most apprenticeships begin with nose, to be honest, he, he, he said no. I will. I, I don't. I don't, I can't deal with you. Just you know, go go find uh, go hold your skin somewhere else. So I was fortunate enough to find uh, Gazu the Mad Kid, mm-hmm. and then I sent him this long ass Facebook message. And I, I think it was like probably like that was a letter. Just mm-hmm. it what it is. It was a letter asking him to consider me as an apprentice. Okay. Uh, and, and then he responded. So he responded. He he just had one request. Uh, Come in for an interview with me. Uh, I would like you to bring me your artwork, like uh, your sketches, your drawings, all that. I need to see uh, how what you, what your style of uh, art is in terms of sketches and drawings, paintings, whatever it is you worked on. And then from there, it will be easy for me to see even if I am training you in the art of tattooing mm-hmm. like where to start from there yeah right yeah. are you actually a good artist before you even put needle to skin I not only am I just uh, raw talent as an artist I 
proceeded to go to art school so that I can fine tune it as well. Mm. And that really, really helped. Uh, yeah. The decision to actually take me on as an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is, it's impressive. First of all, I, I got to ask then. So you wrote essentially a, a long letter to him. Have you ever yes. written like a lover, a letter, like a girl, a letter? Or <laughs> the only letter you've ever written was for Dadzuli? Honestly, I wish I have, but if I'm being honest, and I, I I will say it on the record, I do believe that tattooing is my first love. I could see that. I don't know. Yeah. All right, you know what? I get it. I get it, right? <laughs> You're yeah. a hustler, baby, and I'm the hustle goddess, so I understand the vibes. I do. Exactly. All right. So, so at the beginning of your career, you had... Uh, this first guy how long were you with uh, in your first apprenticeship so my first apprenticeship with Gadu once we started uh, mm-hmm. was a year and a half mm-hmm. so for a year and a half I did the grunt work which was mm-hmm. you clean the studio you clean my shit mm-hmm. uh, you sit you do your sketches and drawings you sit in a corner and then you can ask questions after I'm done tattooing that was in the beginning and then slowly it became all right you can come sit next to me watch how everything is progressing and you can start asking questions while the the tattooing is happening mm-hmm. and so that continued like that and then he now started giving me the, the the rundown on the different types of needles the different types of machines how to run a machine uh, voltage wise mm-hmm. depth and all that, all all that, especially with regards to the grunt work, mm-hmm. in so so heavily when it comes to hygiene in tattooing, high quality, like quality, high standard hygiene in tattooing. Yeah. First and foremost, that's the most important thing. Before you start placing your stencils and start doing mm-hmm. your artwork and going nuts, if you are not a clean and super clean hygienic tattoo artist. You and I have (laughs) you and I have had this conversation pretty much every single time I've come for a tattoo about the complaints of hygiene among artists. Like I feel like every other day one of us is coming up to the other one and saying, you know what I just saw? (laughs) I remember there's a there's a time where I came to get tattooed and first of all, something that I really love is actually the fact that you do work out of your place because Something that I a leg up over the competition I think you have is a comfortable energy, right? And I think that that's really important with your tattoo artist is, yes, they need to be a good tattoo artist, but if you're not comfortable with them, it's going to be a horrible experience. I remember there was a time where someone else had come and she wasn't getting tattooed. She was like a friend of a friend kind of thing. And she was like, she asked you as I was getting tattooed, she was like, well, just show me how it feels. Do a little like pinprick. And you look at her and you're like, are you a psycho? (laughs) Right? Like, are you okay? Are you okay in the head? (laughs) You're like, I'm definitely not going to take my client's needle and just give you a little break and then put it back to her. I'm definitely not going to do that. Yes. And And, in fact, you're too close to the workstation. In fact, leave me alone. And it's funny because... Because, I mean, that's really the next question I have. You know, how are you feeling about where tattoo culture and especially like these young kind of scratcher artists are in Kenya. <laughs> you know, yes. what are your thoughts on on current tattoo culture? 
in Kenya. Uh, my thoughts on especially now the the younger generation coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, fortunately, it's not because the information is out there to a, to a very good extent. Eh? Fortunately, mm-hmm. even with the newer tattoo artists, the problem is now mostly on skill. Mm-hmm. The hygiene, the hygiene aspect of it, slowly over time, has greatly improved. Great. Yes, and I've visited uh, small studios of uh, up-and-coming artists, and mm-hmm. you can see that they really are taking hygiene into consideration and seriously taking it into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yes, there'll be one or two things here that you can just advise and tell them, look, this you need to do it this this way but so far so good in terms of hygiene 80% of it they're nailing it the problem mm-hmm. is the problem now is now the skill aspect of it is where there's a bit of a disconnect because these young artists are not taking up apprenticeships mm-hmm. uh, they're not looking for mentors and if they do they really they want up they, they want to expedite their their mentorship program. They want it to be really, really quick. Like, can you mentor me in three to six months and then I'm ready to go out there and just start tattooing like you and pulling straight lines like you. And you tell mm-hmm. them that doesn't work like that. It's going to take you a little bit longer for you to be under your mentor, for you to see different situations because you will face different situations every single time. Yeah. Absolutely. So, exactly. The longer you are under your mentor, the better you are by the time they're saying, right, I think you're ready to start tattooing actual clients. You have to you have to take slightly more time with your mentor than how these young young guys are looking at it, where they're like three to six months. I feel like that's enough time and then I can be out there uh, uh, slinging ink, which mm-hmm. That's not the case. When how, was your first official client? How long in your apprenticeship? My first official client was towards uh, the year and a half mark. Wow. Yes, no wonder they don't was, want to wait that long. <laughs> and, and it's not, I did not decide. It, it's Gadu who decided, right? Yeah. Based on everything that I have taught you, I have seen you work on yourself i've seen i've let you work on me so i i believe you can now take on your first client and i have booked your first client mm-hmm. and this is who is going to be your first client this is the tattoo and this is where it's going mm-hmm. and i kid you not he threw me under the bus <laughs> what, what did he do Full back piece, uh, like full color. <laughs> what Immediately, <was> he <laughs> booked. He booked a tattoo for me. At the time, a very very good Christian boy. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, okay. He booked a tattoo for me with a lady who wanted her tattoo right at her pelvic region. Oh, so, so you were the good Christian boy, and you... <laughs> at, at the time, at the time, yes, that was a very good. Christian. And then tattooing ruined you. <laughs> and then tattooing, tattooing ruined me. But it's it's okay. I I am I I regret nothing. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, after a year and a half. He felt I was ready. 
and so he booked for me a client and told me look this is uh, this is faith we ended up being very very good friends so mm-hmm. this is faith. this is going to be your first tattoo this is your faith once a tattoo and i was shitting bricks <laughs> wow really you can't just give me something simple small somewhere nice you know no. one it's woman's so- pelvis tattoo and it was all down in the freaking it was all down here me from there <laughs> it's so funny the the parallel mindsets that exist in all like all creative fields attract yes. such similar types cuz cuz i think another thing that i see in kenya is mm. the like celebrity status that comes mm. a lot when you're any kind of artist you know and i'm not going to name drop or anything but i have never <laughs> been i've never been the kind of client that's willing to like pay for a name right yes. i'm like i'm here to pay for talent i'm never going to pay for name mm-hmm. but it is so interesting that it's like especially with uh how many people i talk about you too i'm sure mm-hmm. you've ended up tattooing like yes. a celebrity here and there and and things like that So you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but have you ever had any like celebrity, like you know, Inked Magazine crazy celebrity stories? Have you ever had what's a crazy uh, story you have from your career? I for sure will not name drop as well, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I have tattooed uh, celebrities here and there, and so far with uh, with the number of tattooed, I have come to realize one thing. Mm-hmm. They are just as human as we are. They're just chilled out people who just want to get tattooed. Um, they want to collect good ink from a good artist, mm-hmm. and they just have regular stories, just like how you and I would have regular stories. Nice banter. Mm-hmm. They don't come with the energy for, hey, you know who I am, you. So <laughs> you, I, I, I have not had to deal with. That caliber of celebrities, and I hope I never do. Knock on wood, man. <laughs> I knock on wood. <laughs> chances are, I will send them packing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and again, like that's that's kind of the greatness of your energy as an artist is your energy is like a really comforting spirit. I feel like I mean I don't know if you've had an apprentice yet, but. Mm. I I've been even asked from people, you know, who would you recommend? You know, I want a tattoo in Kenya. Like I've been asked and I said, "Listen, I get tattooed by one guy and I don't know what his thing, his feelings on apprentices are, but he's the only person I'd recommend purely on energy alone." And I do think that that kind of reflects in in what I see and how you tattoo. Um, yes. how would you define your tattoo style? Mm. So like you said eh, um tattooing as a as a tattoo artist in Kenya considered a developing nation it really isn't that easy to just pick up one style and run with it because mm-hmm. still as a culture uh, tattooing is still very young in a country like Kenya as as fast pace as fast pace moving as it is it's still it's still a very young young culture mm-hmm. uh, at least now uh, people are getting interesting pieces here and there and even the young guys who are coming up are just doing some crazy crazy amazing stuff 
Mm-hmm. So uh, being a being a tattoo artist in Kenya is is not easy for you to just pick one style and run with it. Mm-hmm. This is where you have to make sure you are good in each and every single style. As many styles as possible, you have to make sure you put in time to master them. As mm-hmm. many as you can. Uh probably not all of them because I will be the first person to admit I'm not very comfortable with portrait work. So, I, I hate portrait work anyways, we are. <laughs> yeah, so when a, when a client brings a portrait to me, mm-hmm. I'll refer them to who so far I've seen in the industry is doing amazing portrait work. Mhm. And yeah, I will just tell them look, I am not the guy for you for this, but if you talk to so and so, if you talk to this person or this person or this person, mm-hmm. they will take care of your needs fully and they will give you the exact same thing you you're looking to get. So, I would say my style is I do everything. I literally do everything that I can with regards to the brief uh, brought to me by the client. But if it's uh, some if it's a style that I really really enjoy, uh, I'm all I'm I'm big on geometry. Uh, I'm big on abstract art, and so anything that is geometry and maybe a combination of abstract geometry art, I fuck with it. I yeah. fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's interesting because? the fact that you're willing to kind of send work out you know that's another mm. characteristic with the artists that I work with here do you think artists like do you think that's a problem in the industry that not enough artists will refer each other or do you think that it's starting to become more of like a community like if i'm not good at this i'll send it your way and vice versa yes 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 uh well luckily it it has started uh, to show because i I experienced uh, a similar thing very very recently with uh, with my first mentor Gabu. Mm-hmm. So a client went to him. Uh he looked at the work and straight up just told them, uh my mentor would, my apprentice would do way way better work on this than me. Mm-hmm. Here. Go to him. Let him let him sort this out. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So at least I can start seeing that aspect of community and just uh, sending sending work to one another when you know that i know i know someone who will do this better for you because tattoos are forever well if, with regards to if you remove laser surgery they're forever unless you're willing to go through the pain of <laughs> of having them not be forever exactly <laughs> and and you want especially if you're dealing with like a first time client you really mm-hmm. do want to give them the best experience possible when it comes to them getting their let's say first tattoo mm-hmm. and so if you if you know someone who would probably even give them the best of uh, now their first tattoo mm-hmm. because we it's the clients are the reasons why we're here that the reasons why we're able to tattoo uh, on a consistent basis if we continue giving them horrible experiences we'll all be out of jobs yeah so how do you think
think the Kenyan tattoo industry compares to the rest of the world? Right? This is me kind of starting to ask in terms of like artistic respect and then also specific to the industry in terms of like colorism and racial issues. Because mm. you and I have personally touched on this topic before. We've talked about, you know, the shows and how artists like I really respect. Let me. I'm going off on a tangent, I know, but there was a time where where you and I were watching like Ink Master right before we were about to start, and we were talking about how they didn't want to tattoo like the darker people, the darker canvases, and yes. you were like, you know, I gotta be honest, if if you can't tattoo dark skin, maybe you're just not a good artist, and I was like, yeah. damn, yeah, <laughs> I was like, this, kill them. <laughs> this is this is very true. To be honest, uh, we. As far as they're concerned, uh, as far as okay, let me say this: eh? as mm-hmm. far as majority of the Western world is concerned, eh? mm-hmm. we don't exist. If anything, you would there there people you would tell that there is tattooing that happens in Africa outside of South Africa, which mm-hmm. you know, that does have its uh, bit of its uh, um, uh, pseudo western culture with, uh, with respect to now how the Dutch and the Dutch based uh, South African artists are there that yeah. mm-hmm. outside of South Africa you would be you would not be surprised if you met someone in the western world and told them look tattooing is happening and is happening a lot in countries in Africa yeah what do you mean Everyone there is black. What kind of tattooing are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, the Western, as far as a huge chunk of the Western world is concerned, outside of South Africa, there's really not much tattooing happening. Mm-hmm. Which now brings the issue of the majority of the Western world really doesn't know how to handle melanated skin. Mm-hmm. Because melanated skin is, it it has soaked up the sun nicely. <laughs> hey, it is, it, it is, is like fine wine. Yes, <laughs> and it is butter smooth. It is the most delicate skin there is. Eh? If you're there trying to hammer in ink into it, oh my goodness, the scarring that will be that skin, mm. you are going to just cry. Mm-hmm. And so it is very, 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 very sensitive, and I still stand my ground. You don't know how to do, you don't know how to tattoo black skin. You're probably a shitty ass tattoo artist. <laughs> you know how to tattoo black skin because we know how to tattoo white skin very, very well. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we have had enough practice on melanated skin. And how gentle it is, and how it needs to be taken care of so well that when now we start working on white skin, the results are even better, way smoother, way more saturation, even smoother transition than all that. And so, when it comes to that kind of color missing, um, I'd say the Western world. We, we, we sort of still don't exist to them yet. And like I said, we're still a very young and upcoming culture. Mm-hmm. But give it time. I'm, I'm, I've been looking around. I'm seeing what uh, my, my counterparts are doing. And even people who 
have been tattooing for lesser time than me. Yo, it's crazy. They're doing amazing work. It's interesting. Your answer, like, for me, felt more focused on technique than it did mm-hmm. color application. Because yeah. I obviously, for those of you who don't know or can't tell, I'm white. This <laughs> 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 is a podcast. You can't see me. But, like, go to my Instagram. I promise you. I'm, I'm actually white, right? Yes. I actually say, I forgot this in my intro. My intersections, I'm I'm Jewish and Sicilian, okay? But so, <laughs> right, right, Caucasus, Caucasus Mountain. But so your answer focused more on technique and like application versus actual kind of color theory. And mm. so where my mind went when I was asking that question was like, oh, you know, the answer is going to be focused on like, you know, what colors you can and cannot apply on dark skin. But the fact that you were like, Black skin is more delicate, right? It's smoother. It, it behaves differently than white skin. I don't think it is something that, that comes to mind for the common person. And so it's an interesting answer because now my question is, if you were to take a, an African artist who had the same technical um, access that a Western artist had going toe-to-toe, what do you think that would be? Because... My first instinct is to say, like, I guess, okay, so my next question is, do you think that as an artist in Kenya, you have as much access to, like, high-quality uh, machines and inks and things? And is that part of what holds it back? Or do you think it's more culture than anything that holds back uh, tattooing? Uh, I would say it's more, it's mostly culture that is is uh, allowing well not, not let, let me not use allowing eh? but mm-hmm. culture plays the biggest role in the the growth of mm-hmm. the tattoo culture in kenya mm-hmm. because i kid you not we now have access to all the best tattooing equipment that the world has to offer mm-hmm. the, world op- the world opened up eh? you can ship yeah. it from anywhere mm-hmm. so, if I do my research correctly and I see a machine that I absolutely fucks with, mm-hmm. I'll just see how much it is, save up my coins, mm-hmm. order it, it's shipped. And I and most other artists can get the, the stuff shipped all the way to your doorstep. Mm-hmm. With regards to access to the best quality of uh, machines and needles and inks, we have that nailed. That mm-hmm. is that is no issue at all. In fact, we even have now local suppliers who do that. You don't even have to uh, uh, deal with the hassle of having to do the shipping yourself. They do it for you and they have these things in stock. It's mm-hmm. like, you remember when you were here, you would leave the house uh, and maybe say... Uh, you want to go to the shopping mall to buy something, something specific, and you would find it. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. I, I definitely remember from, you know, my first year of Kenya to yes. up until the point I left, the massive yes. differences in, yeah, exactly. in, in stuff. So, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's more or less the same thing. See how, see how you have, like, your Uber Eats. Yeah. You can Uber eat the shit out of your tattoo supplies. You just order it and then <laughs> you're told, all right, it will be with you in 10, 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. 
So with regards to uh, equipment, equipment is okay. Culture and uh, certain beliefs are what are holding uh, mm-hmm. holding back the growth of the, of the tattoo culture in the country. Mm-hmm. But it's slowly changing. Uh, just, you know, not fast enough because, you know, we still have our parents who still feel like mm-hmm. this, you've gotten a tattoo, you are going to hell. <laughs> this is the devil's work. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right. We, have, we have that from, like, a family aspect of things. And then we have... Uh, uh, the the corporate side of it where because you're tattooed you will miss out on an opportunity where you're probably the smartest person in a particular interview setting but because you have tattoos that are actually visible to to other people you might end up missing out on a position that you are the one with the best for yeah and so that becomes very off-putting it uh with this knowledge, most people will just decide, yes, I do really, really want a tattoo, but at what cost? Yeah. If, I, if I'm going to miss out on maybe a job opportunity, mm-hmm. I'd much rather leave the tattoo, the tattoo alone. And just, you know, yeah. Not it, yeah. The, the pros and cons kind of still exist, you know, and it's, yes. it's interesting. I even carried that mindset back with me to the States when I came back. And, of course, it was like my parents drilled it into my head that when I came back, they were like, you're going to be lucky if you become, like, a cook in, in like, an IHOP or, like, like a diner. Oh, wow. Like, my mom was terrified, right? Yeah. And and I've never experienced that. I've never had a position. I mean, I worked in entertainment for a long time, so it's obviously really different. But I've actually never been denied a job based on my tattooing and I think part of that is obviously the you know white privilege female privilege you know experiencing all of that and so I definitely want to to acknowledge that because my experience with tattooing has always been really different than I think the average Kenyan's experience with tattooing this is true yeah and and so but I think what is interesting is if if it's if if access is not a problem anymore, you know yes. what are your thoughts and how are you seeing um, what I'm calling vacation tattooing, where people just kind of fly to a country yes. to or fly to an area for that specific artist? Do you see it more and more? Has it happened to you? You know, what do you think the future of that is for for Kenyan artists? Uh, that is that is already happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am gearing myself up for summer bunnies. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a very very busy uh, next uh, couple of months till I close mm-hmm. because yeah, uh, I personally do experience that uh, on a regular basis. It is it is very seasonal and it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have even booked with you months in advance. So your calendar at some point is, we have booked for, like you have an, uh, the whole entire month of, let's say, October or November, that is fully booked with people who will be traveling into the country for vacation. Mm-hmm. They've booked with you slots. They've filled all your slots because they want to come, uh, collect pieces, either from home or as 
I'm, I'll be visiting the country, so I want to come and collect from you or collect from uh, some of the best artists that we have here. So that already is happening. Uh, Kenya as a hub of uh, collecting of artworks from people from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's 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 a, it's at a good place so far. Sure, it can be better, but so far, I I, I like where it sits. Awesome. So, uh, you did just say I was gonna ask you what you're up to next. You just said you have a, a packed couple of, of few months. Is yes. there anything specific uh, you're looking forward to in terms of art, or anything specific you're you're up to, or any conventions people might be able to catch you at? Uh, so far, I am staying away from conventions. <laughs> I, I do want to start uh, planning on the the Cape Town Tattoo Convention because that's the closest one that mm-hmm. I haven't yet gone to so I'd really want to start uh, closer to home yeah and like I said Kenya is still young so there's nothing really planned uh, for Nairobi for such uh, such an activity yet mm-hmm. because I would really have to sit down with a couple of now industry leaders that I consider the, uh, the great uh, tattoo artists in Kenya. We see if there's something we can do towards that regard, but I don't think we're there yet. So mm-hmm. I think for me, the the convention closer to home would be conventions uh, centered around the South African region. Because like I said, the Western world does consider South Africa is the only place in Africa that tattooing happens. Yeah. Outside of that, everyone else is, you know, we live in trees and we own elephants. So. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, so, ta- we're tattooing those elephants for practice. For practice, exactly. <laughs> so for now, I'm just, I'm mostly focused on uh, wrapping up with um, everything to do with Nairobi because now the year is almost over. Mm-hmm. I wrap up with that, I can start now making plans towards now going to, uh, especially the Cape Town Tattoo Convention next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something I that's something that is in the works for me. Perfect. Uh, I look forward to having some of my pieces featured in the Cape Town Convention. <laughs> of course, of course. Because uh, I I always absolutely appreciated being your client and. Um, so I have one final question and I don't, I didn't want to just ask you something typical of like, you know, what would you tell an upcoming artist or, you know, what would you say to a client? So what I want to ask you is what do you think makes a good client artist relationship, right? Like, oh, what do you think wow. makes a good client, what do you think makes a good artist? What, what, what's the vibe you look for? <laughs> I, I I I knew this was gonna be a spot. That's heavy. Um, I always have um, to have one heavy question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can feel that. Yeah, that's a good one. In every interview. All right. So, what makes a good client tattoo artist uh, relationship slash session slash vibe? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. It's definitely just, uh, relationship because it's like it goes into the longer term, right? Yeah. I'm gonna throw a couple of things in there, and, mm-hmm. then, and then hopefully we can have we can make sense out of all of it, right? <laughs> For sure. 
Right. Um, first off, uh, a client who keeps time, mm-hmm. that is king or queen. If you keep time, that's that's amazing. Also, an artist who keeps time is revered the same from the client side because they will. I don't know. I I I would want to tap into the psychology that goes between a tattoo session. Mm-hmm. If, if the client keeps time, you're even more excited. You're like, oh wow, you're here, you're on time, excellent. I have been ready, waiting for you, and you showed up at the agreed upon time, excellent. <laughs> then on their side, they show up, and then they find, oh, wow, you've been ready mm-hmm. and waiting for me. We are already off to a good start. Mm-hmm. And then now from there, you you know. Just it just builds. It's it's like you said. It's it's a vibe, and you can always tell. Mm-hmm. So you can tell if if the client maybe had let's say like a terrible uh, drive into the appointment. Maybe the traffic was bad. Maybe they went through some stuff. They you you'll feel that little bit of pent up uh, energy of ah, I really did not enjoy my drive. You know something like that. And that's where now it's your job to, you know, just relax them, calm them. And if you're, if you have a conducive uh, work environment where they get there, they, you just make them, make them feel at home. Make them feel relaxed. Tell them, look, whatever it is you experience from your home, whatever happened on your journey to come and get this particular piece because tattoos are kind of spiritually binding in a way. They absolutely are. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, so you just make them feel at home. Make your clients feel at home. Tell them, you're here. You're in a safe space. You can woosah. Relax. Enjoy. And then let's get this started. And then just, you know, have a chit-chat here and there. Banter here and there. And like you said, I I am I am that kind of artist. My my thing is, I don't just you when you when you're getting tattooed by me, you're not just getting a tattoo. I I tend to go a bit over and beyond a little bit because I'm like, look, this is like, this is my life's work. This is this is the thing that I love the most in the world, and I will present it to you in the way it feels in me so i'll bring that out for you every single time doesn't matter what kind of day i'm having if i'm not having a good day and i really can't do it it's best we just postpone it because mm-hmm. this, is, this is your tattoo i cannot be having some bad energy bad vibes while doing your tattoo that's just yeah. not yeah. I love it. All right. Yeah. Anything also, else? Also, yeah. Also, one more thing. Mm-hmm. If they bring food, that's it. That's <laughs> it. They will be loved forever. Yeah. As, long, as long as they share, right? As, as long, long as, as they share. share. That's it. As long <laughs> as they share, right? Yeah. I'm I'm glad we're on the same page because, of course, in my mind, I'm taking off. Like, all right, I showed up on time. Yeah, yeah. I tried to smell good, you know. I, I tried to shower, <laughs> right? Right. Yes, I, yes. I, I brought 
I brought like snacks before, you know, crisps and juice, snacks. stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Right? Right, you know, it's it's so so. I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. My, oh, you're doing, you're doing fantastic. Uh, thank you, thank you. You know, it's it's always a joy to get tattooed by you. You know, uh, knock on wood. When I come back to Kenya, who knows? I'll be rich and famous enough from this podcast to finally get a oh, face yeah. tat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you so much. All right, so. Before uh, I draw the this fantastic interview and fantastic episode to a close, where can people find you on social media? And before I get asked in my DMs, are you mm. accepting apprenticeships? I yes. Uh, so where to find me on social media? Uh, I go by the username The Lowlands. That is T H E L O W L E S on Instagram. That so far is where the bulk of my portfolio is uh all my contact information uh, for bookings is there uh all the artworks that i personally have enjoyed working on or or, or enjoyed how they turned out or just in general just a showcase of skill and talent that particular uh, uh social media site has everything i have put all my eggs in that one basket <laughs> on instagram <laughs> so from there you can get now contact information for any bookings uh, any inquiries you may have and even now for apprentices that would want uh, me to mentor them the contact information to get to me and then we figure that out it's all there Perfect. We love a one-stop shop for easy yeah. bookings and easy apprenticeship. So, all right. So, this was a, a wonderful interview. You can stay on the line a little bit after I finish recording. I'm just going to wrap up the episode with, you can find me on pretty much all social media with uh, at Hustle Goddess. And I hope, please like, subscribe, and share this with your family and friends. Get me wealth and fame. Wealth and enough fame that I can fly back to Kenya and get my face tattooed by <laughs> because we all know it's going to happen eventually so so please uh, and definitely remember to leave me a DM on Instagram or leave a comment and a five star review with what topic you would like to hear about next um, this has been lovely and I will see you in the next episode 